and welcome to the Shire Friendly Podcast. Today, we will introduce this podcast and inform you of some interesting topics. First, we will hear from Larry Shire about our trip to London, which included a lot of sightseeing and a lot of soccer. Okay, I'm here to talk on the uh, podcast about our trip to Europe over Christmas. It was fantastic. It was all engineered, actually, by Abe with a little help from Jack and consulting and planning a soccer trip to Europe. So we flew into London, and we stayed at a place called Claridge's, which was fun, like an old-time English hotel. We had two rooms right next to each other. Abe and Jack would kill each other every night and collapse into the trench between the beds. Abe would get the crap beaten out of him, and then he wouldn't stop torturing Jack, and Jack would come in whining. During the day, we would go around touring. Abe, you can join in and help me remember. We toured around. We went uh, to the Tower of London, I remember. Yeah, the London Eye. The London Eye, which is what? Describe the London Eye to everybody, so all our fans Ferris, who are listening. A Ferris wheel that goes around. It's a, like a normal Ferris wheel, but it gives you a great view of London. Exactly, and it's gigantic. It's like a really big Ferris wheel and goes really Mm -hmm. slow. And we had a special guest appearance on that day that we did the London Eye. Tell us about that. My friend, Malcolm, who we met at my old Camp Woodmont, joined us for a day. It was great. He He came on some expert. Yeah, he's an expert because he what he lives in Europe, right? Yeah, he lives there. Seems to go back and forth constantly. True. So the Tower of London had a lot of, I remember, the torture chamber things that they had in there. I'd sometimes like to put Abe on those torture chamber things when he's not behaving. Like the rack. I remember the rack where they stretch people, their arms and legs stretched. Um, What else did we see in London? The crown jewels. Oh, yeah. That was in the Tower of London. Yeah. We Um, saw the jewels that, go ahead. We saw... The um, changing of the guards. Changing of the guard at, what, what was, was the name awesome. of that palace where the queen lives? Buckingham Palace. Very good. And going back to the Tower of London, we saw all the jewels that the queen wears once in her life. All these priceless jewels the queen wears them once in her life the day she is. It's not inaugurated. That's a present. A president. Coronation. The day yeah. she's coronated. Mm-hmm. Then we would go back. We'll come up with some more things that we did yeah. as we think about We're it. We got into the London Times, which is well, our newspaper. That is right. How did we get into the London Times? They had it at our hotel, and it had a bunch of soccer. Big soccer coverage, great sports coverage. Like the New York Post has great sports coverage of the New York teams. London Times had great coverage of soccer. And when would we read it? Every morning. Every morning at that great breakfast yeah. in that area where we also had what tea in the time. afternoon. Tell us about tea time. So we got the the waiter came to us and we ordered tea and also some biscuits came with it. Yeah. And we got to make the tea with tea bags. Yeah, it was a whole thing, right? And a lot of sweets though. A lot of yeah. sweets. 
too much for me to name, but still delicious. Great. Then, okay, so that was our touring. What else did we tour? Let's think. We went on a bus tour just looking at everything. Oh, we yeah. had a tour guide, not a bus. To, touring around, seeing everything in there. So then at the end of each day, we'd come back to the hotel, hang around, mess around. Abe and Jack would fight some more and yell, and we'd do some reading. And then each night, we would go out to a Premier League soccer game. And it was just great every single night. And it was cold. It wasn't the spring. It was the winter there. And we'll be back shortly to tell you about those games. We're back. And I just remembered, while in England... We also went to the Churchill War Room to see how Churchill helped England win World War II. Mayfair Chippy to experience England's favorite food and a huge toy store. It was awesome. And now back to Larry. Hi, everybody. We're back. I'm starting the grill for some lunch. So we would go to soccer games each evening. It was about 40 degrees, so we had brought all our winter clothes with us because we were going to be outside. So the first game we went to was great in an old neighborhood in England, and it turned me into a Crystal Palace fan because that was the first real soccer game that I was really seeing, and it was great. And it was Crystal Palace against Man City, and Man City at that point had set a record in the Premier League with like 18 straight victories or 18 straight undefeated and untied games. And on this day, Crystal Palace, who truly sucks, they only have Zaha and who else, Abe? Who else do they have that's any good? They have Benteke, who's not in good form recently. No. And Zaha's thinking of leaving to go where? To Tottenham. Tottenham, which is the old-time Jewish team that we also saw. We'll get to that. So Crystal Palace amazingly tied them and broke their streak zero to zero and that was my first experience so I am now forever a Crystal Palace fan and we had the famous incident as we all bought uh, scarves and as we were getting off the tube on the way back from the game uh, a Crystal Palace fan asked me what happened Dave as I got off what the score was well but how did he say it how'd you get on mate how'd you get on mate and I stupidly and awkwardly said great Zero zero tie when, when I should have said nil nil draw. That's the proper lingo. It's exactly I timed it the other day. It's a it's four tenths of a second shorter. And it's the official right way to say it if you're in England. But that was fun. Yeah. Next day, next night, actually it was in the afternoon, we took a train up to Leicester, which was about two hours. Very cool train trip. Jack's favorite team is Leicester, so we decided to do that over Mama's objection. Leicester was playing who? Abe, I don't remember. Over my objection, what? <laughs> we got some Mama background noise there. I forget who Leicester was playing. Jack will remember, but we had a great time. We had some issues with our tickets, and then we ended up getting some great tickets with club seats where we could go inside and eat and be warm, and it was a beautiful afternoon, I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Christmas Day, actually. And that game was awesome. I believe Leicester won. Mm-hmm. Next day, we had a great experience at Fulham, which is, has a stadium on the banks of the River Thames. Mm-hmm. And beautiful. tell us about... It's beautiful, right? Abe? They were facing Ipswich Town. That's right. Which they obviously won. Why obviously? Because 
back then they were both in the middle of the table, but Fulham, with Sasegno, the future young player, EFL player of the year, playing with the future Premier League team, was much better than Ipswich Town. And I think it was like four to one, if I remember right, yeah. something like that. It was fun, and it was a great little stadium where Abe and Jack went on the field and stood by yeah. the uh, corner flag. I on touched the pitch. it. He touched it. That was great. And I think we brought them good luck because this year, what's the opposite of relegation? They got promoted. Promoted into the Premier League. It's weird to think that that small stadium is going to be a <laughs> Premier League stadium, but I guess yeah. it is. Next night was. We went to, what was that stadium called? Arsenal against Chelsea. Yeah. At um, Arsenal, St- Arsenal Stadium, what, was it called? Not Wembley. Right? No, not Wembley. That's the next night. It was. With the fights. Oh, yeah. Let, let's stay on this game first. Yeah. So, it was Arsenal Stadium. And it was a tie game, 2-2, t- I think. I think that's Very right. close. Was that the one with the sewn rip? No, that's Tottenham. That's Tottenham. Although we were in the Arsenal section, I was secretly rooting for Chelsea. Yeah, Abe was being very quiet about it. I'm a big like... Chelsea fan. <laughs> I was rooting for Arsenal. Uh, that was a great game. Beautiful, brand new stadium. Next night, major, major highlight. Going to Wembley Stadium, which seats 100,000 people, where Tottenham is Faced playing West Ham. What, Abe? They faced West Ham. And West Ham fans are, what would you say, moderate crazy insane insane <laughs> what happened outside the stadium before we even got in fights what kind of fights like maniacs not yeah. water balloon fights right Fist maniac fights, fights. <laughs> right uh, and during some there's a rip by a player named obiang and some stupid people invaded the pitch called pitch invaders i remember they had the west ham Fans all like surrounded. Yeah. They had to close off some seats surrounding them. So, and they surrounded them with security officers. Yeah. And when you say Double. a rip, what does that mean? A rip. And Sohn had one too. Sohn and Aubameyang. Yeah, Obiang. Obiang. I get them confused. A rip means that you scored right outside of the box. So it was what seventy feet from seventy feet, yeah, like about. a line drive, like yeah. a baseball line drive yeah. shot. They were both amazing Powerful. goals. Well, so is it a one-one tie? I don't know. Tottenham might have won two to one. No, one 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 one. One one, I think. Oh, yeah. And that was a victory for West Ham because clearly they weren't yeah. up to speed. They weren't as good. Chicharito's on West Ham. We love Chicharito from Mexico, right? Yeah. We watched him in the World Cup. We'll so that I think here. summarizes. I'll just give one little footnote that was amazing. And Abe and Jack taught us, me and Mama, everything we know about soccer, and they taught us so much by going to these games every night. Then, I won't go into the trip to France, that's for another uh, podcast, but the next day, we took a train ride to about two and a half hours on a high-speed train into France. It was very, very cool, and stayed at the nicest hotel in the world, which is called? Ritz. What, did you like that? What? Did you like it? Of course, it had a pool, (laughs) and if you went under, there was music playing. (laughs) I was so excited. We got to do that with the pool here. Yeah. 
so that I think is our trip to England and next we'll go on Abe will do the introduction I don't know who's next but we'll take a break and we'll be back thank you Larry Shire for telling us about our winter vacation trip to London and Paris now we will be hearing from Leah Sweetshire about Harry's berries and Carol's eggs It's Leah, and I'm Abe's mom, and I just wanted to share uh, some information about some very special and delicious foods that I have come across in my search for organic, healthy, and delicious foods to serve my family, to give my family, and to cook with. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is are Harry's berries. So I don't know if if you've noticed but going into the grocery store and buying strawberries has become depressing. Uh, The strawberries are big, they're red, they're usually Driscoll's brand and they're tasteless. (laughs) Commentary from Larry over there. Uh, So I have been searching for organic strawberries that are sweet and they don't have to be gigantic the size of dinosaurs Uh, and it's been very difficult because even when you find organic berries from Driscoll's they also they still have no no real flavor Um, they look beautiful but they have no flavor so I have I came across a brand called Harry's Berries they're grown in California and they ship them uh, to around the country but not too often and not too reliably but if you can find them they are incredibly sweet incredibly beautiful not gigantic there are some big ones there's some small ones I would say most of them are in the mid-size range Uh, but every single bite of a Harry's Berry is delicious. It tastes like you grew up on a farm, you're on a farm in the 1930s, and you went outside and you picked some berries, and that is how they taste. You can, um, when you get the Harry's berries, you can, you store them in the refrigerator. You, they, they last the longest if you put, um, paper towels. You don't wash them until you're going to use them because they will absorb the water and get plumped up and lose some of their sweet flavor. And Yeah, that was a comment from Abe. And uh, you should layer them, put them in a sealed container and layer them on paper towels. Uh, And they should last about a week um, unless it's super middle of the summer kind of thing. Their season, the Harry's Berry season usually goes April, May, June, and then July and August, they start to taper off. So unfortunately, I have been searching for them. Uh, we live in New York, so it's it's not like I can go to the farmer's market in Pasadena, California, and pick them up. Uh, but I haven't been able to get them for about three weeks now, and my family is uh, chomping at the bit to get some more Harry's Berries. When I do find them, I order 
many, many cartons, and then I freeze them, which you can do. Uh, it's clearly best to eat them when they're fresh, but uh, I like to stock up on them. But now even my back stock is gone, so I'm eagerly awaiting uh, another shipment. And I usually find them at Fresh Direct. So, uh, and that is uh, my story about Harry's Berries. And I've encouraged my sister, who lives in California near Pasadena, to go to the farmer's market there and, and purchase them. Their farm also uh, grows other delicious vegetables, green beans, rakes, um, I, or they seem delicious. I haven't been able to get them here in New York, but Harry's Berries, organic, sweet, delicious, try them. That was very interesting, Leah. Maybe I'll buy some Harry's Berries now. Next up will be me, talking about the World Cup and International Champions Cup. Recently, the World Cup in Russia has ended. There were a couple groups. In Group A, there was Russia, Uruguay, Egypt and Saudi Arabia. Group B contained Spain, Portugal, Iran, and Morocco. France, Denmark, Peru, and Australia were in Group C. Meanwhile, in Group D, some tough opponents. Croatia, Argentina, Nigeria, and Iceland. Group E, one of the, the most w- well-rounded w- groups. Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, and Costa Rica. Surprising, Group F, Sweden, Mexico, Germany, and South Korea. Group C, pretty easy, Belgium, England, Tunisia, and Panama. Group H is last. Colombia, Japan, Senegal, and Poland. Now, back to Group A. I'm going to tell you which teams qualified for the knockout stage. Uruguay and Russia qualified. Russia continues their own party. Group B, pretty obvious, Spain and Portugal advance. But Iran had a nice run, beating Morocco for three points and tying Portugal for four. And only one point below Portugal. A win away from qualifying. That would have been great for them. Group C. Peru and Australia fought hard, but France and Denmark came up, came out on the top. Group D, Croatia qualified by beating Iceland. Well, it was pretty easy. They got three wins. Argentina saved by Messi again and Rojo by beating Nigeria in their last game. Group E, 
was demolished by Brazil and Switzerland. Easy peasy. Group F, I told you it was surprising earlier. Sweden and Mexico. Germany went out early. Shocker. Yeah. <clears throat> I saw an Instagram, I'll tell you later. Group G, obvious. Belgium and England. With Tunisia and Panama going home. And Group H, another another well-rounded, even group with Colombia and Japan beating Senegal and Poland in the knockout stage. I've seen a lot of these games. Uruguay and Portugal face match up against each other. You think Portugal wins, but there's an upset in the tournament of many upsets. Two to one. Uruguay advances. <clears throat> Oof. France versus Argentina. Argentina was the high-ranked team and the team that I was rooting for. But France goes and takes their hopes away. Still the, quarter, still the round of 16. Brazil beats Mexico 2-0 and ending their hopes and dreams of a World Cup trophy. Belgium beat Japan off a great counterattack. Some um I think it was someone on Belgium passed to um Lukaku who faked and let someone behind him take it and shoot and trick the goalie. Last ten seconds. Japan are out. Down to the other side. It's not it's coming home. England beats Colombia five to four. Switzerland versus Sweden. Sweden without Zlatan Ibrahimovic, but they still are better. And Switzerland with Shakri and many other stars. Croatia doing pretty well with nine, nine points. Still undefeated. Four wins against four three against Denmark. Poor Ericsson. Not Spain's day. Now, Russia versus Spain in the stadium of Moscow, Luzhniki. Russia's party continues on. They beat Espanol 5-4 in penalties. Okay, semifinals, Uruguay, France. France beats Uruguay 2-0. Griezmann ousts Suarez, the ear biter. 
by the way, Italy didn't even make it to this World Cup. Neither did the U.S. Bummer. Brazil and Belgium. Belgium won by a close game. 2-1 to one Belgium. Russia. Russia did very well, but their their trip ended in the quarterfinals against Croatia 6 to 5 also in penalties. England beats Sweden in the quarterfinals. Is it coming home, lads? Maybe. I think it is. Semifinals. France versus Belgium. A lot of Belgium fans out there devastated. France wins 1-0. Croatia versus England. Who will go to the finals? It also goes into penalties. 1-1 into penalties. I think it was Rakitic who ended England's hope. Poor England. I saw a notification the other night. I was trying not to see a score because I was going to watch the replay of the game later that day. And I saw a notification. Croatia shatter England's hopes. I was like, ay, ay, ay. The third pla- game for third place. Belgium versus England. Belgium wins 2-0. One of their best finishes ever. England gets fourth. No medal. The final of the 2018 World Cup. France to Croatia. France four, Croatia two. It was a decent game, but then France blew Croatia away in the second half. Golden boot. Goes to Harry Kane. Best young player goes to Mbappe. You like him, right? That I like love Larry? Mbappe. Yeah, he's so good. I love his name. Oh, yeah, Kylan. That's his first name. Um, that's a little known fact. That's a good trivia question. Yeah. What's Mbappe's first name? I just gave away the answer. <laughs> um, Golden Glove. Which is the goalie with the most saves? Courtois. Courtois, as my dad likes to call him. Which I got from you originally. Yeah. What is Courtois's first name? Thibu. And the best player, the MVP of the tournament, is Luka Modric. I will be back to give you some insight on the ICC. That was Colors by Jason Derulo. Now, from July 20th to August 11th, there is the 2018 International Champions Cup.
Manchester City lost to Borussia Dortmund 1-0. Bayern beat PSG 3-1. Yet to come is Liverpool versus Dortmund. Juventus versus Bayern. Borussia Dortmund versus Benfica. Manchester City versus Liverpool. Roma versus Tottenham. Spurs. AC Milan versus Manchester United. Atletico Madrid versus Arsenal. Arsenal versus Paris Saint Germain. Benefica. Beneficia. No. It's Beneficia. It's Beneficia versus Juventus. Sorry, had a hard time pronouncing that. Chelsea versus Inter. Stands Inter stands for something. Manchester United versus Liverpool. Yes, we're going to. When? Wednesday. Wednesday night. What time? We leave at six p.m. It starts at eight. Where? 6 p.m. sharp at the Meadowlands at, uh, what's it called? MetLife. MetLife, where the Stadium. New York Giants and Jets play. And what seats do we have? Coaches Club. Lots of great food. That's why we'll Ooh. get there early. We leave at 6. There'll be traffic. That stupid stadium. I hate going there, but only for Abe would I do it. We got a parking pass, too, right close to the stadium. Yay. The, the parking pass costs more than the ticket to the game. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's so valuable to have a parking pass at Giant Stadium. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Me too. There's Bayern versus Manchester United. Barcelona versus Tottenham. My favorite team. Matthew's going to play in that. Where is that? Where's Barca versus Tottenham? That game will be next Saturday at 11 Oh five p.m. Eastern time. So it's out in California. In the Ro- in the Rose Bowl, oh, California. Oh, in the Rose Bowl. Let's go. Hundred thousand people will fly out for the day. Oh God, yeah, that would that would be too hectic. Next we have PSG versus Atletico Madrid. Manchester United versus Real Madrid without Ronaldo. Tottenham versus AC Milan. Barcelona versus AS Roma. Arsenal versus Chelsea. Beneficia. No, again. Beneficia. Or whatever it is. Versus Inter. I mean, no, Beneficia versus Lyon. Inter versus Lyon. Real Madrid face their old teammate Ronaldo and Juventus. AC Milan versus Barcelona, Real Madrid for versus Roma without Nangolin, and Atletico Madrid without Moya face Inter with Nangolin. Whoa. That is the schedule for the ICC tournament. Not really tournament. Exhibitions, right? Yeah, ex- friendlies, exhibition friendlies. matches. What do you have to say, Larry? 
Uh, nothing. I'm just listening because everything I find Abe says is very interesting and I learn from, so I just listen. Thank you. You're welcome. That was very interesting, Abe. I hope everyone will watch the ICC. Thank you for listening. It's been a great podcast. It's fun doing this. And I will post one every weekend. We will now be closing with the song We Are the Champions by Queen.